been like I remember distinctly um, you, you know this person I remember him distinctly sitting next to me at something where we had to clap like I don't know like presentation or something we had to clap and I remember he looked at me at one point and he was like good god like you're he was like your claps back off. so sharp and like it's just like a crack of lightning every time and I was like what yeah. can I say I I also, I also have a very loud snap like when I, I snap at Leo a lot, like that's how I get his attention. Like when it's time to go O-U-T, I'm spelling that because he's right here. Um, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll like snap three times and they're very loud. And so when people are like trying to get Leo's attention, I'm like, oh, snap your fingers. They're like, mew, mew, mew. And I'm like, what? That's your snap? <laughs> Do you ever end up like spelling things out when you're talking to people that you would spell out for Leo? Like you're just talking to someone and Leo's not there. And the word treat comes up. Sorry, lady. And you just go, yeah, so, you know, a T-R-E-A-T or whatever. (laughs) And you're like, wait, you're a human. Not so much with Leo because we all know Leo is not a typical dog. So very few words get his attention. Like treat doesn't get his attention. Um, I I don't use that word around him a lot. Um, It's more he pays attention to your tone of voice. It's not so much words. But around the dog I grew up with and around my parents' dog, we have to spell W-A-L-K. Mm-hmm. and yeah that's another one yeah we but, like yeah it's and we, we same thing we would spell it in front of other people we would be like yeah we were taking you know sammy out for a w-a-l-k <laughs> and yeah, people would be I like think, thank you <laughs> that's probably part of it too because like tara and i are conversing like normally mm-hmm. within the house like like we you you live alone so you're not just having conversations with people leo says like, how dare you he is very much right. a part of this household <laughs> but, but i'm saying like as a as a three-person household we're constantly having conversations where the th- we have to like use like spell in front of the third person whereas if, if you're thinking about it for the well she knows the other thing she does and she might perk up at this is like if i say do you wanna yep her eyes are looking oh, up like oh, just that lady <laughs> yeah that is it's um... her gotcha day <gasps> lady happy gotcha day um, it curled up. Leo's is in five days. I forget oh, that we got. We didn't get them the same year though. I forget that we got our dogs though, like on the calendar. Yeah, I think we got other. ours after. You had Leo in DC, right? I did. I got him in 2018, so I, I will have had him for four years. Oh, so we got him before you. No, yeah, we got him at 17. Her lady. Her. Her. Here, yes, lady. Um, yeah. We're talking about you. Anyway. I um, just, just side note, I felt so special that at your birthday party in October, Lady lay under my chair for like, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes. She was so funny. She was a bell of the ball. and She was so excited when everyone first showed up and was like, you know, we had some friends, like we had some friends I used to work with move in real close to us. So I was like, yeah, come over. So, but like, they'd never really been over before or met lady. And lady was like jumping on her. And I was like, lady, no. And then by the end of the night, she was just like, Ugh, like, like sprawled out, passed out. Like when she, everyone first got there, she was like, why people? And then she got very, you know, quiet about everything. I mean, so that's, I know Leo is not a typical dog, but that's how he is whenever we go to, like, a beer garden or something with a, pa- a patio. Mm-hmm. For the first hour, he is like, what? I, I have to see everybody. I have to see everything. I won't settle down. And then after an hour, he's like, I'm exhausted from everything I just did for the last hour. And then yeah. he, I just pick him up and put him on my lap, and he sleeps in my lap with his head on the table. And, like, that is, like, the rest of our time there. So people will walk by and be like, how old is your dog? <laughs> like, is he is he in the twilight of his life? We, we had some friends before Christmas come into town. Um, before, God, I feel like everything's shutting down in Austin right now. 
Um, but before all that, we went out to Vista Brewing, which is in Dripping Springs. Very wi- I don't know if you've been there. Very wide open. Like... Dripping Springs, home of Kyle Chandler. Did you see him? <laughs> <laughs> what if I did and I did? This is how I realized it. And you were like, I wasn't like immediately like. <laughs> you were like, that's I, I, who like, that guy is. He looks familiar. I, I feel like, like, I really like Kyle Chandler. I don't know anyone who doesn't like Kyle Chandler. But like, if I saw Kyle Chandler, there's like a list of women that I would have to be like, like, I need a picture of you to prove to Laurel, Jane, you know, like uh-huh. all these people uh-huh. that, like, and I you would saw have Kyle to, Chandler. It would, have to, it would be an APB that you would have to send out to all of us immediately. Right, 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 right. Of just, like, here's where I am, here's where Kyle Chandler is. Um, I'm at coach. Um, but I, anyway, the last we're... time I saw him, which was, I, I, he was, uh... <laughs> Tara, Tara watches TV, and she sometimes, like, forgets that I'm not watching TV, and she comes up to me and says things as if, like, oh my god, uh, Angela did this. And I'm like, who's Angela? She's like, on Bones. I'm like, I don't, then listen, that's not a person I know. <laughs> and you just did it like, the last time I saw him. <laughs> so, well, I mean, cause it's true. The last time I saw him, I, I want to say I was at my parents this, uh, summer and he was appearing on Ellen. Um, maybe it wasn't this summer. She was probably in reruns. At some point recently he was appearing on Ellen, you know, zoom. And he was, um, he had a really big, like gray, grayish beard. And he was like in Montana helping his like daughter move or something like that. I don't know. Oh my God. But he he had a very large like beard that he was, I think growing for a role or something. And I was like, okay, first of all, Kyle, we got to lose, we got to lose that beard. It's not a good look. But also I was like, I hope I recognize him. Should I see him? I really just need to ask my coworker who's younger sisters go to the same school as his kids and just be like, Hey, you know, any, any sightings lately? We, Tara has been watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Uh, on that. And in the third season, the, the mayor of Sunnydale is the big villain. And there's a part where, like, Buffy does something that makes him upset, but Buffy is also in the hospital. And the mayor just walks over and, like, covers her mouth and tries to kill her. And then, like, gets in a fight with someone. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, security, security. And Tara's like, does no one realize that's the mayor? And I'm like, do you know what our mayor looks like? Like, if you saw him in public, like, would you be able to pick him out of a crowd? She's like, oh, yeah. I, mean, she, I think part of it is she knows what he looks like from the one Facebook picture he has because we uh-huh. follow him on or, or Twitter or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, I, I don't think I would be like, oh, my God, it's it's Corbin Van Dale or whatever his name is, the mayor of Cedar Park. But, you know, it's um, you, you make a good point. In Dallas, I always knew what our mayors looked like, like Tom Lepper knew what he looked like, Laura Miller, Ron Kirk, like knew what all of them looked like. Um, also, Laura Miller was at my friend's graduation party because her dad was a judge. So oh I saw her God. in person. But um, did you pick up that name you just dropped? I don't think that's really something to brag about. But you just did. You're like, actually. No, I'm saying like I saw her in person and recognized her because I was like, oh, that's Laura Miller. Like, right. And I don't think she was mayor anymore then. Like, it wasn't like, oh, let's all go get a photo with her. It was just like, oh, I checked that that was Laura Miller when I saw her. Anyway, you've just made this a much bigger deal than it was. But I, 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 would, I definitely, I mean, I always knew in D.C. who the mayor was. But, um, like, that's Dallas and D.C. Like, they have a much bigger thing. I think they're, they're, you actually see them more as national news. Like, I think yes. people outside of Washington, D.C. know who the mayor of D.C. Okay, is. Okay, that's like, true. Right, but, like, Sunnydale, I think, is supposed to well, be, and where like, you live, Round you know, Rock in, in or In a whatever. suburb, like, yes. But I'm thinking, like, Austin, I... Uh, Steve Adler. Okay, I was gonna say I can't think of the mayor's yeah. name. But if Steve Adler were to knock on my door right now, I would not know it was him. The only right, time right, I've right, seen right. him was when he made a video very early on in the pandemic about how to make a mask from a hanker from like a, a bandana, and that was um, helpful. So thank you, Steve. But this is this is also like the show's taking place in 1999. So 
Yes. Like, this is yes. pre-internet also, so if you don't see him on television... Yes. Uh, Craniacs, for those of you who don't know, this is our first uh, this is our first recording in the new year, and so I have to catch Ryan up a little bit on how Craniacs was a part of our holiday oh. in my family's household. Um, we, every year, have to do a long drive um, on... To, for, for family Christmas, we have to go pick up one family member who lives, you know, oh on one God. side of the Metroplex and then cross the entire Metroplex. To Did get... you listen to yourself in the car? Well, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not okay, judging. Can, I can, could not do this. Can I? Can I finish my story, please? No, because this is so shocking. I have to ask you. Like, I need like I need you to cut to the end. So typically my, <laughs> my dad drives and. uh yeah, so typically my dad does all of the driving. And this year, I, I, try, I do my best to try to get us to break this up. Like, let's go pick up this family member and then come back to our house. And then a few hours later, leave for, you know, let's maybe not have it be like an hour and a half to almost two hours in the car. Um, right. Scheduling didn't work out that way. I have the newest car in the family. I have, I have probably the most comfortable car for four of us to travel in. Also, Leo was coming with us to family Christmas because my aunt and uncle love mm. Leo. And so I was like, you know what? It's not really fair to be like, let's put this very furry white dog. My dad keeps his car very clean. So um, I drove. Thus, I got to pick the entertainment. And my parents are very behind on Craniacs. So we oh listened God. to two full episodes. <laughs> and I've always been very reticent to listen to Craniacs with my parents. Like occasionally when I'm home, my dad's like, oh, like we're about to listen to Craniacs. Do you want to listen? I've always been like, no. What a delight it oh, was okay, good. <laughs> to listen. First of all, my mom said so many complimentary things. My, my mom, it's like when she listens, forgets that it's me and you. And she refers to us in the third person. She'd be like, they make some really good points. And I'm like, yes, we do. Thank you. <laughs> it was so much fun. And my, my parents are pretty behind. So it was like episodes like 89 and 90. Um, so it's, it was, I don't know. It was just, it was so much fun. It passed the time. I was entertained because I hadn't listened. You know, I, if I didn't edit the episodes, like I've only really only listened to them once. Um, right. It was same. Just, it was so much fun. I like how you're like, I can't believe you listen to yourself. You and I each have no, to no, 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 listen. No, no, no. <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's, it, again, it's not judgment. Like I, I'm saying anything. I just couldn't do it. Like if someone was like, listen to your podcast, I'd be like, please don't. Oh. Like sometimes Tara listens to like, after I do an edit, I send her the princess diaries and we'll hop in the car and she'll turn it on. And I'm like, you got to turn this off. Like, I, I can't. Like, it feels so self and not even self-indulgent, but like, especially if there's a third party. Like, to me, I think I could be more interested in listening to it by myself. But I feel like if if I was trying to, first of all, I would never ask my parents to, to listen to it. Maybe my dad. But like, we, I, we, I, I can't imagine that thing of like. Listen to Craniacs. Like, my parents have appeared on right. this podcast. Right, right, right. But also, I just feel like I'd be like. You know, like, yeah, like when you, like when I try, like when I try and get Tara to watch a movie that I'm really excited about, I try not, to, like, I used to be that kind of person who was like, don't you like this thing I like? And now I'm just like, you know, like it just, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'd well, be like that the whole time. Just so like, I want to say it was huh? helpful in that. Aren't it, I funny? It was helpful that these episodes were from February. So I didn't remember right, right. what we had said. Also, I'd like to say that any reaction, any reaction I have on the podcast is very genuine because I was like laughing in response to things like we were talking about in the car and then laurel on the podcast was laughing and i was like oh good yes. but one of them was hail cork master and my it was that which you gave um a, a 10 to the cork master award and my dad goes <laughs> oh, ryan never gives an episode a 10 <laughs> it was so good it was so good so i just want to I say like uh, this may be like a new thing where if we have to be in the car. I mean, I, I drove 110 miles on Christmas Day. So like if we have to be in the car for a long time, 
I'm going to just pop on some Craniacs and we are just going to binge it. And... Well, it, it's also kind of fun for you because it feels like you're catching up with your parents without exerting the energy of catching up with your parents. Like well, you get I... to be like, like almost like you should record your own podcast. That's just you and what's going on. And when your mom's like, Laurel, tell me about your day. You're like, play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad idea, but I, I think it was also the perfect amount of entertainment for my parents because they were hearing it for the first time. But I obviously had already heard it so i was able to drive and like look at the navigation and stuff and Mm -mm -mm. well that uh, was funny because i record we recorded an episode with our net with our my my nephews oh uh, how fun yeah because we got to we were in town not for christmas but before that a little bit um to and and we were right on chicken little and chicken we have this like three or four block of Movies that I'm like, no one wants to guest on. Chicken Little, Meet the Robinsons, Home on the Range. Nobody wants to do that. And then we're going to town. I go, oh. And I remembered, like, my nephew loved Chicken Little when he was a little, little kid. So I was like, do you guys want to be on the podcast? And they were like, yes. And it was, it was, you know, they wanted to watch it. And I will say, like, I don't think I'll ever watch Chicken Little again. But it made it infinitely better to watch because they were there. But the, the, the point of the story is my like we record way in advance lately and just have them banked because it's hard to get you know it's it, it's a it's a thing to get that all together. We have not released Chicken Little and my brother in law like every week is like, when's my nephew? You guys are nerds. When is this coming out? I'll listen to all your. I'm like, hey, hey Bainbridge, thanks for listening. Um, also leave me alone. Well, it's also <laughs> like, like, like let me explain an editorial calendar to you yeah. and recording in advance and yes. <laughs> all yeah um. I mean, it's funny, guys. We do not record Craniacs that far in advance. So. We're doing better. We're doing we are, much, we are much doing, better. Yes, we're doing better. But Now that we've moved to this every other week, I think this has worked so much better for our schedules and for our listeners. I hope you guys are enjoying it out there, too, having a little bit more of a regular release. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that people were just despondent when weeks would go by without hearing from us. So it's much easier shocked. to find a time in a 14-day period that Ryan and I are both free than a seven-day period. So Yes. Well, do you want to go ahead and get started since uh, I, I do. You know, we, we were just talking about how fun it is, how great these episodes are. It is so fun to listen to this podcast, so let's get started on one. Uh, hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together and we talk about Frasier, the great, great show Frasier. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I've had more and more people lately coming up to me and saying like, Oh, I'm starting to watch Frasier, and I'm like, do I have a podcast for you? I've had maybe just like a handful of people say it lately. It, okay, so I guess my question is, how are they watching Frasier? Because the reason my parents are so behind is that it's not on Netflix anymore. I think it on Hulu or okay. whatever. Okay, I guess I guess Hulu is not as ubiquitous as I thought it was because I hate to tell everybody, Uncle Gary doesn't listen anymore because he doesn't have a way um, to watch yeah. Frasier. They don't have a Hulu, and he was like. It just wasn't as fun when I had no idea what episode, when I like I hadn't just right. watched the yeah, episode. Right, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I completely agree because it's not like we're, you know, in, in, in his defense, we don't like go by through the episode spot by spot. It's kind of like you're, we're catching up in our main, the, the, the podcast is two friends catch up and their main point of interest is Frasier. Yes, yes. <laughs> a Frasier podcast that is also two friends catching and up. And I do listen to like, I listen to the occasional How Did This Get Made episode, um, you know, which covers just like terrible movies. But mm-hmm. and I would say 90% of the time I've not seen a movie that they're referring to yes. and it's still a real joy, but I am not saying that we are on the comedic level of how did this get made? So. Well, yes, no, not even close, but, um, not, well, I don't want to, that sounded like I was being really self deprecating, but like, um, 
we Tara and I have done a couple of those live shows that they do online. The mm-hmm. how did this get made ones? Uh, we did the one, and we did we've done two, and we did one recently for I think it was called Snowman's. And it was about a woman who builds a snowman and it comes to life at Christmas and like is her perfect man. But then she, of course, she realizes her best friend was the perfect man all along. You know, no, I didn't see that exactly. Um, oh man, I got in a big tiff with my mom over the fact that uh, she made us watch a Hallmark uh, Christmas movie, and I kept saying, "Oh, now this is gonna happen. Oh, now this is gonna happen. Oh, now that she's like, just watch the movie. Maybe it'll maybe it'll be different." And then it was never different. I was gonna say, no, that's that's not how that works. Uh, it was uh, Next Stop Christmas. Have you seen Next Stop Christmas? Uh, give me the the bare bones of the plot. So, although they're all the same, so. So it's, she is basically a like neurosurgeon or something. And she finds out like her parents have divorced. She hasn't been home for Christmas in like 10 years. And in fact, 10 years ago is when she went with her, uh, fiance or her boyfriend who, uh, proposed and she said no. And she's like, maybe things would be different if they changed. And then of course she is on, uh, gets on a train and the train takes her back is, in time takes her back in time and she has to like fix something. And then she finds out it wasn't her saying yes to his proposal. It was, you know, her best friend the whole time. Um, and then it's, but it's got like a weird amount of people from back to the future in it. Like Christopher Lloyd is like the train oh. conductor. Oh, this is a higher caliber Hallmark movie. If they actually have, I don't know if it's well, actually Hallmark, oh, but okay. it's Just Hallmark it, adjacent. It's this year. Okay. So, but anyway, so, so we watched How This Can Made Snowmance, and we hadn't seen that one, and I will be honest, I also don't think it's their best episode, but I didn't like that one as much. We did one for Tammy and the T-Rex, which is a really weird kind of, like, horror comedy movie, and we didn't watch that, but there was, like, there's a uh, YouTube video series called Kill Count, where they go mm-hmm. through, Yeah, I think we've talked about it, they go through uh, horror movies and stuff, yeah. and they had one for Tammy and the T-Rex, and they're very fascinating videos, but it, like, that, like, I didn't want to make... Tara sit down for a bad horror movie, but like twenty five minute like synopsis of the horror movie mm-hmm. was perfect to then watch a How Did This Get Made, mm-hmm. and it was great. And it, they're they're wonderful. Speaking live, of Kill Count, I need that. to watch one. I'm sure they have one for Midsummer. They uh, do. Okay, because I watched that. I don't know why. I, I guess I was glutton for punishment. I've always heard great things about Florence Pugh's performance in Midsommar. Yes. And I've read the synopsis of it because I have to do that before scary movies. So I knew what was going to, like, everything was going to happen going in. Yes. Still had nightmares. <laughs> yeah, those movies are really, like, I saw he did, because I know he did one for Hereditary. Oh, yeah. I've read the synopsis of Hereditary, and I know I cannot watch Hereditary. Well, that was the thing I really liked about that kill count was... That movie, like, the, the, the director really wants to put you, he's he's the director that's really about emotion. Like, he wants mm-hmm. to put you in a very specific headspace. Unfortunately, that headspace is like, I want you to feel bad. And, like, I don't want to do that. But there's a lot of very interesting storytelling, camera work, and stuff in yes. Hereditary that I wanted to see. And I saw it through the kill count. And so, I still felt good. That the is the day. thing about, about Midsommar is like there's there are so many layers. And the director has said that it's he's like, it's not a campy horror movie. It's a breakup movie. It's about a couple yeah. who needs to break up. And that I mean, that's true. It's just all yes. these other things are happening around them and everything. But it's like, I don't know. It's one of those movies that just from the very opening moments, you're like, oh, no, no, I am in. No, there is nothing. Well, yeah, the good. opening's real intense. You're like, I'm good. Nothing good is happening in this movie. But I have to say Florence Pugh, remarkable in that movie. I would say should have been nominated for Best Actress. Um, 
She's great. Like, but horror movies never get recognized like they should. So except for like Blair Witch Project. So And Get Out. Say, Those are like the only two. Yes. And I, I mean, I always say Get Out is more of a um, thriller than horror. I mean. We don't need to talk about Get Out. Those are real super. Yeah. Uh, go see Get Out. Have you yeah. seen, have you seen the title of his next movie? It's just Nope. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I, I love how it's, simple his title. It's Get Out Us Now. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's how I feel about like when I go to see a horror movie. Nope. I say that all the time. When the Pennywise, when uh, I keep calling the movie Pennywise, when it trailer first happened, nope. Tara makes fun of me because I like if there's a really scary horror movie trailer in a theater. Oh. I like stare at my lap and I shake my hand. I go Nope. No. So I, I actually think I've talked about this on here before, back when we saw movies in theaters. I hate it when you go to see, like, I don't know, a cute rom-com in the previews oh, yeah. beforehand or horror movies. I'm like, read the room. None of us are here to see a horror movie. Why would you show us horror movie trailers right now? I, I've probably talked about this, but me and a friend in, in high school went to go see, like, the, the uh, second run theater, the dollar theater mm-hmm. of uh, Final I, Destination. I miss dollar theaters. Right. Um... We went to go the one for Final Destination, and we're watching it, and they're just playing like cartoony, like Disney Channel trailers the whole time. Love it. I'm like, what is this weird? And then all of a sudden, the movie starts, and it's like, and it's like the Toy Story one, and we all of a sudden realized they were playing Toy Story two. Oh. We, went, we were like, there's like four of us in the theater, and we're like, wrong movie, <laughs> and it's like, pew, and they're like, hold on, and we're sitting there, we go. Oh God! What's going on in the Toy Story two sh- like, <laughs> theater? Oh my God! Poor people. Anyway, let's let's jump into this episode. Yes. Um, it, the, don't I've got it all here. This is my new notes now. As I write like the name of the thing and all this stuff, so I just have one one go to spot. <clears throat> Season eight, episode twenty one, a semi decent proposal. Uh, came out on the 15th of May 2001. That's my new thing is I kind of when I'm watching these I feel like I'm like trying to figure out where they are like mm-hmm. time-wise yeah. why wise. I'm here for that. Um while shopping for a DVD player, Fraser meets an attractive woman called Claire. Wouldn't it be named Claire? It's always I, I weird to me when they say it. woman called Claire. I hate it. Wait, to me that is sloppy writing whenever someone says like my friend called Ryan. It's like no, no. No. Yeah, it's your friend named Ryan. He's a person. Yes, I mean a man called of. That's which is one of my favorite books. That is a whole different. That's fine, but because that was not his name, that's what he was called. Yes, uh, he soon discovers that she's a friend of Lana, former prom queen of his school, whom he dated briefly in the past. So I'm excited you, to see Jean Smart again. I can tell you what the Hulu synopsis was. Jean Smart reprises her Emmy-winning role as Fraser's high school prom queen. Yeah. Now how many? That was it. <laughs> How many seasons ago was Lana on? Is that like two oh, or three? Also, when she first was on the show, her name was Lorna. So it's not Lana? She's this, playing the same character. They changed her name. Well, because Lorna's awful. Oh, I actually like the name Lorna. Oh, it's great. Um, so. <laughs> uh, um, hang on. Let me. We'll edit out while I. I, I meant to look this up. Um, we'll edit out me Googling all of this. But let's see on her imdb oh god she's been in so many movies good for her uh, yeah so it's a- lana gardner slash lorna lindley is um is how she's listed in imdb because they do they change her name and um, weird she first appeared in 2000 and 2000 um 
So I, I think it was just the previous season. It just seems really long because I think that was during our like, we'll release an, an episode every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Huh, I wonder why they changed her name, Laurel. <laughs> well, it says on the very official site, thecheersfraser.fandom.com, it just says oh, that they changed her name to Lana to avoid referring to a real person by that name. So I wonder if like Lorna Lindley was just, I guess, I guess that's kind of Close a really specific name. Yeah. So not, not a very good story to be honest, but well, I mean like true Frasier fans will, will remember that her name was only Lana. true Frasier fans. Um, I just finished only murders in the building. So only true Frasier fans. It's a really good show. I, it's a really good show about podcasts. It, it is. And I, the, my only criticism of it is I, I don't think it serves well to the to the weekly episode thing because I think it's a real slow burn at first. Yeah, I, that's the same thing we thought is like oh, and then by the end it's your. I oh, mean, maybe I, that's to say it is, is is if you can get people into it at that thing, I think it works as a slow burn. I also think um, I forgot that Jane Lynch has an amazing like she is so, one minute, episode character. The minute she walked in, I was like, oh my god, Jane Lynch. Well, it's also that time where you go, Jane Lynch does kind of look like Steve Martin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway. So this one, I was excited to see Jean Smart back because I, I like her. I, I don't know if I necessarily like her. This is also a character that's not supposed to be super likable. No. No. But she's very funny in it. Like this, to me, if there was a spinoff, I feel like there could be a, like, I don't know that she could do that, but like I feel if they tried to do a spinoff of that show, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if the writers floated an idea of like, hey, we've got an idea for a Gene Smart show. Or I wouldn't have hated it if she was a more recurring character in the vein of like Bulldog or BB or something, where like occasionally well, she has whole episodes to herself, but... Yeah, I mean, I did like accidentally see she's in the next two. Like, it's weird <laughs> that she comes back for this uh, this like little chunk at the end of, of, of this season. Well, I, I can't comment, but um... right, right, right. But I'm just saying, it's it, to me, it seems odd that there's like, like they like she wasn't peppered in the season. She just all of a sudden is in the last four episodes. Right. I think the way that they set it up makes sense, though. Like Frazier's like we dated very briefly, and it just kind of ended kind of weird, and and then this is how it happens. You run into people just like out at Best Buy. Right. Well, could you imagine like not seeing that woman for however long he saw her, and then being like, hey, do you want to go out to dinner on your birthday? Like, eat, that, like it, that whole setup is very odd to me I when wrote that Claire down. is like, yeah. I was like, this is such a weird thing to ask of somebody you just met. Right. And also, Claire. like, like to me, it, it made more sense when it was like Claire was kind of bending over backwards to be like, how am I going to see Frasier again? Mm-hmm. And, I thought but, at first she just was going to invite him to her surprise party. And right. then he was going to be like, oh, that could be a little weird. But like, yeah, I, you know, sure. But she was like, can you bring, I was like, no one else that's coming to the party can bring her? Like, what was the plan before Frasier entered yes. the picture? <clears throat> it makes me think that they hadn't gotten that far. But I, uh, let's back up to when Claire and, and Frasier first meet. Perhaps, yes. Perhaps this is why I'm still single. I wouldn't know, and I know this is You're not buying show. enough DVD players. <laughs> I'm not striking up, up enough conversations with people in line at stores and then deciding I want to date them. Like, the way that Frasier goes from, this woman is nice and we are having a nice conversation to, I would like to take her on a date. I'm like, you don't know if she's single. You don't know if she's straight. You don't know if she's I mean, interested in you. Again, I know this is a TV show. It's all a construct. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, it boggles my mind that Frasier 
thinks that like I don't I don't, I don't know. But it's such a Fraser thing that he's like, I, of course, this woman, if she's having a conversation with me, she she must potentially want to procreate. I will I will say uh, as a when when I was single, um, and I don't know if this is because I'm a product of these types of sitcoms like the '90s sitcoms, and because we talked about that where I'm like the third date rule or like things like that are things that I'm like, I feel like I don't know. I, I learned them from sitcoms, but they aren't like real life things. Like but they little aren't black necessarily, books. yeah. Little black books. That was another one. But, um, I do feel like when I was single, if like I did strike up a conversation with a woman in line, my age, it was like, okay, what are my next steps here? And it should have, what I should have been was like, and thank you. Enjoy your life. Goodbye forever. Instead, I'm like, okay, this could be it. Like, and I don't know if yeah. that's something where it's like sitcoms are reflecting that attitude, or is it I'm having that thought because I've seen so many sitcoms where people strike up relationships because they met in line or whatever. Yeah, I I remember once I was on a business trip back from New York when I lived in D.C. with and all my coworkers and I were on the same train. Um, in the same car, you know, but we couldn't get seats together. So I was sitting next to a young man, roughly my age. And mm-hmm. uh, the train lost power at one point around Newark, Delaware. And so we this just This is starting there. to sound like a Hallmark movie. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Um, so we and sat it was there Christmas like... and I was too into my job. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy for love. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and I was on my way to a small town to shut down the local factory that employed all <laughs> the families. <laughs> But then a little moppet taught me the meaning of Christmas. Um, anyway, uh, and this guy was on his way back from uh, residency interviews, um, and he was in med school and stuff. And we just, like, chatted a little bit on and off the train and everything. And then at the end, I was like, you know, have a nice evening, you know, blah, blah, blah. And my coworkers were like, oh, my gosh. I can't believe y'all oh. didn't exchange phone numbers, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, I was making conversation with a stranger sitting next to me on a train, and we weren't going to commit murders for each other. So, like, <laughs> if you know strangers on a train, the movie. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's a very specific. I was going to say, that seems, that comes out of left field if you aren't yeah. familiar with the plot of Strangers on a Train. <laughs> Two strangers meet on a train and they each have somebody that they want to kill. So they kill them. They kill the other person's person. They commit <laughs> murders for each other. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to, I like the idea of like, we finish this podcast. I'm like, I'm going to look up that book and that book doesn't exist. I'm like, oh no, Laurel. <laughs> it's like a weird confession. Anyway, um, but my coworkers were just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you. I was like. There's nothing that says this guy was single. There's I, nothing that says that this guy and I want to see each other again. Right, right. Well, if all your coworkers are married, there's this weird thing that I try not to do uh, since I've been married where it's like every time there's a single person, it's like, you're single and you're single. You should be like not single together. It'd be great. Um, I, I think it was about 50-50. My coworkers, right. I'd say there were a few truly single ones and there are a few that were in relationships but not married. Um, anyway, that was just one of those things where, yes, it was a Hallmark movie because Hallmark makes you think that if you were talking to a stranger in a travel situation, yes. things go awry. It, it's because Cupid's arrow has struck. <laughs> I will also say, like, there's a lot of coincidences happening in this occurrence in Fraser's thing where it's like mm-hmm. she says a couple things that are like right up his alley. Like they both speak German and then then they know each other. So it's kind of, you know, maybe that's a little bit more of the like, oh, you know, a friend of mine. She used to date you like mm-hmm. you've now like jumped over the hurdle of you're not a psycho killer. Like, you know, yes. there's like, yes. maybe not like, let's go out a date right now. But like, that was a good snap. But like, speaking of good snaps earlier. Um, but, but like, you know, it, it, it's like when I sent something to Tara, when we were dating online and she knew a friend that worked with me and like, she was immediately like, 
Leanne, is this guy a creep? And she's like, oh, no, right, great. You know, like, I was like, yes, okay. So I passed, like, yeah. this first test yeah. of, like, I'm at least not psycho killer, qu'est-ce que c'est. Um, well, not yet. Um, <laughs> never proven. Maybe if I- we meet on a train, Laurel. <laughs> Um, I, I did look up because I've heard about this movie, Das Boot. And I was like, okay, let me see what this movie is. And then I looked at this and I was like, there is no way I would have ever seen this movie. It's a 1981 West German war film written and directed by Wolfgang Peterson, who I am familiar with, who directed right. like Troy and Air Force One and it's, it's a Never very f- Story. Oh my God. I forgot Wolfgang Peterson directed that. And I also um, thought, I thought I was about to say the late Wolfgang Peterson still alive, still kicking. Um, but then I was like, who's in Das Boot? Jürgen Prochnow, yeah, Herbert yeah, Gronemeyer, and Klaus Winnemann. I was like, okay. So <laughs> around this time, so this is around the time I'm going to, like I'm living with two, with three film majors. I'm doing a film minor, blah, blah, blah. For some reason, I don't exactly know why it'd be an interesting thing to look into. Das Boot around this time, like, had this weird resurgence. And it might be because Wolfgang Peterson is doing other movies. Yeah. Um, it's He released it, a director's cut of this in 1997, the one that they referenced. And apparently it was yes. very popular and, like, revolutionary. Yes. So that's, I, I've heard it's a good movie. I've not seen it um, because I'm just starting to get into the older like dad part of my life where it's like oh a, a movie about a boat you say <laughs> <laughs> You're like well i've seen u571 a lot so let's move on I, to some other <laughs> well yeah i like one of my favorite movies lately is master and commander which is a boring boat a movie very long movie it's very long but i'm like god i love this movie and okay, i just so watched this other we, we, show we, called oh we, no we more can boat talk this, we can edit this out if you want but you met at your birthday loves master and commander it's, like it's puts it on so but y'all are y'all are the same age so right <laughs> puts, yes puts it's it on this, so much and, but but that's what i'm saying is like I, again i think we've talked about how like i have a very strong thing with um lasers and dragons like those are all like i have to watch this if it's not laser and dragon and then lately i've been like well maybe i just want to hear about a bunch of men on a boat for a year like i just watched a very intense tv show called the terror have you seen the terror nope no does that sound like one I will see? Oh, it's well, yeah, it's horror, but it's also it's. I forgot to say it's horrible. I was like, well, no, definitely no, no. not. It's 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 a horror thing, but it's it's interesting because it's based on a real occurrence where these two boats tried to find the north the Northwest Passage and then disappeared for years, and then like no, like everyone just assumed like they're dead, and then like in this is like in the early or the mid eighteen hundreds, and then like in the nineteen like. 60s and 70s they found the boat and so this is like someone wrote a book that was like what happened where they were like chased by like a a a a polar bear monster and then like it's it which sounds really diminutive of the actual story because it's about like colonialism and like that era of of people living but they're real people and it's very interesting it's got Sierra Hines and Jared Harris Sierra Hines is actually in the Oscar talk this year for Belfast He's wonderful in this, but it's got also, like is, actors is you've actually. Is that how heard you of. say his name? Kieran Hines, maybe. I, I don't know. Honestly, I need to look it up because um, I feel like I hear on podcasts I listen to about award season stuff. I hear them say his name, and every time somebody says it different, and never in a way I would have thought to pronounce it. Well, that's the same thing going back to the episode with Das. I always said Das Boot. I think you're, they're close with Das Boot das or whatever. Boat. Das yeah, Boot. Like, like Boat. Das Boot. Yes. Um. Anyway, Fraser, Fraser, Fraser. 
I will say something interesting about these two episodes is I have a ton of notes on this first one, and then I just, for some reason, the second one just just reflected off my brain. So like, kind I don't of, know why. Well, for me, it was also partly because it was a two-parter, but with different titles. Yeah. So it was I, a continuation of the story, but like I don't feel like that story really... I don't know. I was like, so I, I, I guess. I more just took in the second... I, I mean, I, same. I have still have notes on the second one, but not as many. I feel like I just took in the second one as like just finishing up the first one. Um, I did enjoy when Niles... When Fraser says, of course, I was interested in Claire. I was speaking German, and Niles says, oh, yes, the language of love. Um, so you should uh, do you listen to smartless speaking of podcasts is that will arnett and yes jason bateman no i'm aware of it but check it out they've got very interesting um people who i don't think do a lot of podcasts so that's one of the reasons i like it like tara like will give me like when we were driving when we drove for christmas it was here's all these ones and i was like i've never heard this person do a podcast before but they interview sandra bullock do you know she grew up in germany and she speaks german yes I did not know any of that. It was very interesting. Her She's mom really good on is, it. I think, was a German opera singer. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, so I, I think I both I, of them I, I were. Love, I love Sandra Bullock. And so I, I, I've done a deep dive into like all yeah. of her. Another well, person she, I hope to see out and about in Austin, but I don't know if she really lives here all that much. She, She's really good on it. So check out that episode. Um, uh, okay. Here's the question I have just in general about the Lana character. We always hear about how they went to this very stuffy prep school. They carried valises. Right. They wore, you know, blazers. Their school, they were trying to save it and everything. Does it seem like Lana went to that prep school? Well, I think they kind of do. Because I think you had this, not not exact journey, but hear me out. Where it's like private school for a few years and then public school for like the last part. Yes. To, to keep it real. <laughs> to keep it real. Be, you know, oh, keep me down to earth. Keep me humble. I wish it would have worked. So. <laughs> then I went into the, to the gilded halls of SMU. Yeah, right. <laughs> that ivory tower. Um, but you know what I'm, that, I think that they, they. They're a little bit of a cake and eat it too situation where they're like, when do they want them to be preppy? They're here. But when they want them to have been like fish out of water high school stories, I think they say like he put them in like their senior year, I think was at uh, okay. a, a public school. I think, I, I think, I think the prep school was like a younger academy type thing. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I forgot that like Niles still gets weird around her. Yes. I thought that was such an endearing um, yes. callback. Uh, I thought it was, I was, I was taken back in time when they all showed up to Frazier's apartment with DVDs to watch. This reminded me of Mm -hmm. get togethers with my friends in like literally 2000 and 2000, 2001 and 2002, when suddenly everybody had DVD players and everybody had approximately three DVDs and you would bring one to a party and you would all decide like what you were going to watch. Man, I had, I, I remember when I was like, there was, I forgot this guy's name. Oh, I'll bleep it out, but know him. That name doesn't sound familiar. He was in our he was in our frat, and like, I had a pretty big collection of DVDs. And I remember one time I was like, you know, like doing something in our room, and 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 and, and when we were in those apartments when the frat was being worked on, and I'm sitting there just like reading or something in a corner, like, and all of a sudden he just walks into our apartment, and goes right over to like my DVD collection, starts looking for stuff. And I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> he's like, oh, hey, I was just going to borrow. And I'm like, yeah, do you think you were going to ask me about it? Like, And he's like, no. And then later when he got an apartment, I went over there and there were like, I saw my DVDs. Like DVDs I'd like, I can't mm-hmm. find. Big Lebowski, I can't find this and I can't find this. And he had them like off to the side in a stack. Those exact three. And I go, these are mine. He's like, oh, no, th- those are mine. Like like really not trying hard to mm-hmm. argue. Like, no, 
are are those mine? No, 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 no. Those are mine. Those are the exact three I'm losing. I'm like, I'm taking them back. And I remember like having this, trying to have an argument with someone. And he was like very tasked, like, no, it's cool. So like, the, oh, we'll, the, they're mine, but you can have them. <laughs> the way we remedied this in the sorority house was you labeled the actual disc with your initials. <sighs> Why would you sully it? Uh, no, so if know. somebody was like. Because, I mean, for example, like Bridget Jones' Diary. Like, all of us had a copy of Bridget Jones' Diary. So if it was like, right. is that my copy? And people would, and some people did the, the CD, um, like, three-ring binder to keep their DVDs because they didn't yeah, have yeah, space yeah. for the, the cases. And so, the, yeah, especially if it was, like, out of the case, you would be like, well, I don't know whose this is. So we all started labeling our, our discs. Um, and, yeah, I do. But speaking of that, though, um, a friend of mine once, I, I, it, it's not that we were not getting along or anything. She was just like, I don't know being ornery <laughs> i was sitting on my bed and where the dvds were it was right by my door so you could theoretically crawl just into the doorway of my room and snatch crawl. a dvd and crawl out i love the image of this hand like <clears throat> reaching in and being like bridget jones <laughs> that's what happened except that my friend didn't realize that i could completely see her from where i was like on my bed like she couldn't see me but i could see her yes and so, and so i just see like her little blonde head kind of like bob in and i was like need something Chrissy and she was that like, was, oh. yeah that's exactly what happened where he thought I wasn't in there and he was like oh I'm gonna just grab something I was like she nah was like, man oh and I was like want to borrow Bridget Jones you can right. <laughs> um, um we should oh I, I wrote who framed Roger Rabbit is an excellent movie and a technical masterpiece because I didn't like everyone I didn't like Niles talking down on it like well of, of the movies the only ones that they listed the only ones I've seen was what, what was the one that Martin was saying that they wanted to watch did he have one or no i don't remember oh don't oh, oh it was a, it was a war movie he was like world mm -hmm. war Two, and 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 the the duke what do you what more do you want i had not seen oh, okay. any of those movies i've seen some of caddyshack i had not seen any of those movies i've seen caddyshack it was a pretty good explanation but i think like who framed roger rabbit was like it was probably at that time but him being like who like it, it is everything daphne said it's also like I would say a top 10 noir movie outside of just the animated part. Like it's a really good example and well put together detective story. Oh, interesting. I um, love I, it. It's great. I enjoyed the line. Who's funnier than Daniel Day Lewis. When Niles yes. was trying to make. So here's a, here, a funny story. Um, uh, you know how like everybody has security questions when you call and they're like, Oh, to confirm your identity, we need to ask you these security questions. Um, my parents and my family plan used to be in my name. And so my mom at one point had to call about something with the cell phone plan. And so they were like, we just have security, security questions to ask you. My mom's like, great. Like, I know my daughter. Great. And they're like, who is your favorite actor? And she just like sits there and then she goes, Daniel Day Lewis. And they're like, that is not correct. <laughs> and so she like calls me and she's like, who's your favorite actor? And I was like, who did you say? And she was like, Daniel Day Lewis. I was going to say, don't tell us. No, 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 if, no, no. You... I'm not, I'm not going to say it, but I was, yeah. I was like, it's David Hyde Pierce. Say? Of course it's and David Hyde yeah. Pierce. Thanks, Ryan. I got to no. change all my security <laughs> questions. Um, and she was like, Daniel Day Lewis. And I was like, Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> and she was like, well, he just won the Oscar for Lincoln. And I was like, agree. I, but favorite actor? <laughs> I, I feel like that was very complimentary because it, it feels like she's like, who's a very good actress? Laurel and was Laurel like a very good actor. I mean, the best taste yes, in yes. actors. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, that's like, just. I'm pretty sure my, my mom would pick Bill Murray. What, which also a great choice. Like Yes, but I also think my mom's thinking like 1984 Bill Murray, which is like, like, it's just like, oh, he likes a clown. Ryan is a clown. Therefore, he likes a clown. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> one thing that you and I've talked about before is surprise parties. And like you said that mm-hmm. you, know, you, you have to tell Tara about a yes. surprise party. You are having a surprise party. The theme is the surprise. Yes. Or who's going to be there or where it is. And yes. Like all, yes. Um, when Lana is acting so, you know, downtrodden and everything and say she doesn't want to see anybody on the way to a surprise party. This is why surprises stress me out. Yeah. <laughs> when the honoree is like, Really out of sorts about it. This happened in so, two, two stories to tell. I feel like this is like a big story day. Happened in DC. I once. know we're forty five minutes in the episode. <laughs> we haven't got, even finished this one. Okay, you know I'm what? We saying. haven't we haven't talked to each other in like three weeks. Uh, <laughs> probably a month actually at this point. Anyway, um, in DC, my friends now husband was throwing her like a surprise happy hour for her birthday, and she had a really bad day at work, and she came into the apartment she shared with my other friend. And she was like, yeah, Nate says we should all go to this, like, you know, that this place just opened. He wants to go to happy hour there. And I just like, I don't want to. And like, I'm just gonna go for one drink and et cetera. And she was just so in such a cranky mood that my friend who was her roommate was like, okay, so I'm just going to have to tell you that it is actually a surprise happy hour. And a lot of our friends are there and it's for your birthday and everything. And then that actually cheered her up. She was like, oh my God, that's so nice. And like, whatever. Okay. This I've got one, one too. This is the one that I still remind Leah about. Leah, you know, uh, friend of the pod. It was, uh, we threw her a surprise birthday brunch. Um, her birthday is the beginning of November. We threw her a surprise birthday brunch because she was in a wedding that weekend. And so she wasn't able to do, her birthday's right around Halloween. She wasn't able to do any of the Halloween parties we were all doing. She had to go to this wedding. And so she was in such a terrible mood that morning. That whole weekend she was in a terrible mood. She was like, all my friends are in town. I can't see any of them because I'm in this wedding. And when you're a girl in a wedding, as all you ladies know, your schedule is eaten up for like 72 hours. And so she was just like, I'm so cranky. And Leah's like rarely in a bad mood. And we woke up that Sunday morning at her house and, and we're all casually like, Hey, let's, let's go grab brunch. Let's go to this new restaurant. And she was like, fine. And then she like, can be, Leah's not a morning person in the first place. She's gotten a lot better. And then she just goes, I'm not even going to wear any makeup. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. And she is being so slow at getting ready. Cause of course she thinks it's like four of us going right, and she's right, right. like being real slow and like real grouchy and everything. And, and, and I'm just sitting in her room. Like I'm going to start screaming at her. I'm going to start screaming and like to be like, will you hurry up and get ready? <laughs> and like, maybe you should put the makeup on. <laughs> and so I finally, I'm like, I have to go downstairs. So I just remove myself from the situation. I go downstairs and under the guise of needing batteries for my camera, also a throwback to a previous time. And I chat with her parents and my friend Taylor gets her to put on makeup by being like, you know what? It's the first time we're all together this weekend. I really want to get a good photo of all of us at brunch. And Leah was like, oh, nice. I should put makeup on. And Taylor's like, yeah, that's a good idea. And so then when we roll up to brunch, everybody's like, surprise. Leah's like, oh my God, <laughs> I could have looked like a trash panda. I think, I think that's why part of the reason Tara doesn't like surprise party stuff. Um, my big one was I was going to study abroad in Australia and I, I we were having about your study abroad in Australia. Right. And we, and right before then was, that would have been the first, um, that semester would have been the first actual full pledge for SIGEP for the new SIGEP mm-hmm. on campus. And so there was a big planning thing. Like we were meeting during the Christmas break or whatever, and we were having a big meeting, talking about stuff. And I went, which I was like, I'm not going to be here this semester. So I sat there. And then at the end, I went, hey, uh, if 
anybody wants uh, me and and Paul and then my friend Jason, who's not the frat, we're gonna go to the Chili's on blah blah blah. We're gonna hang out, blah blah blah. We're probably gonna go back and do what you know. Let's let's go get some drinks and let's hang out. And everyone was like, mm-hmm, okay, cool. And I was I got this real weird vibe from everybody. And then like as we're walking out, I'm like going by people. I'm like, hey man, are you coming? And they're like, no, I I gotta go. I can't do it. And this and is kind of like a goodbye. Like, hey, I'm leaving for Australia. Soon. I'm leaving for like a full semester. Yeah, like, let's, and, let's like the, go let's grab a hang beer. out. And everyone's like, really, like, no, I gotta do this, and no, I gotta do that. And I'm like, you're in, like, it was like a Saturday. We're there, for, like, like you're in Dallas. Like, come on, let's go do mm-hmm. this. And I very distinctly remember one person, this guy Scooter, who was like a, a theater major, really like, oh man, I can't, blah blah blah. You know, like putting this on, and me being mm-hmm. like, oh okay. And I will get in the car with Jason and Paul. We go to this Chili's, and I spend the whole time <laughs> talking everybody in our frat being like you know what they sit here and they talk about brotherhood and how important it is and you know what none of them are here they all just ditch me and like paul and jason are just like uh-huh <laughs> i'm like i'm like this is you guys are my only friends you are my only real friends and like phil who's who phil goes on to become my groomsman in my wedding mm-hmm. phil is like wouldn't come and i'm like like phil had i'm like this is stupid, like, because Phil had moved back from Florida to be there early in the apartment, like that Paul and Jason were in, and I'm like, Phil wouldn't come. I can't believe Phil wouldn't come. I thought Phil was my friend. You guys are my only friends. You're the only ones that matter. And they're like, they're like, oh, okay. Well, do you want to go back and just like get some beers and we can just hang out at our place and watch movies? I'm like, yeah, us, the three amigos, the only friends who matter in my whole life, and I'm like making like the biggest deal and like. We, uh, the reason I remember this is like literally hung out with Jason during winter break and he was talking about this. He's like, because I was like, then we like get out of the car and I'm like, let's go. And I like go up to Paul's thing and he's like, and you walk by everyone you know's car <laughs> as if they're all like parked in front of our apartment. Because Paul was like, oh God, they all parked in front of our apartment. We're yeah, going to lose it. And I was so like myopic and like, I'm going to hate I'm going to go hang out with my two friends. It's like hate hang with my friends just to spite these other people. And I walk in and everybody's there and they're like, surprise. And I'm like, you guys are the best friends I've ever had. I love You're like five minutes ago. I hated each and every one of you. And I know like, it's funny. Cause like Jason had to remind me later. He like, he like pulled me aside. He's like, do you know how badly you were talking to all these people? I'm like, Oh yeah. And he's like, yeah. Do you under, like, I was so like, turned and didn't realize and i remember seeing scooter again i'm like you're the best actor i've ever met in my life because <laughs> i was that was so funny i mean but I... <laughs> see surprises they're stressful for the surprisee right I, I again i i would love i would love to be surprised but not to the point that i'm like lana where you think everyone's forgotten your birthday or you where you're like nobody's friends with me and nobody wants to see me before i go to right yeah like again like hey man we're doing something for you we're not going to tell you what it is but we think you'll like it you know like that's a good like oh this is going to be a surprise evening you know like or whatever but like you're not like completely taken aback by it i also think that surprises for birthdays should happen like a week before someone's birthday so they're really not like suspecting it but anyway let's get back to this um to this episode because we really haven't touched on a very important part which is patricia clarkson plays claire yes and i'm not going to say she's quite at level of national treasure like christine baranski is for me but like uh, patricia clarkson looking back such a get for yeah well she's yeah she's a very like 
she's a great actress. She's in a, I think she's underrated in her time. I think she's kind of, I don't even want to say a utility player, but she comes, she comes, anything she comes into, she comes in and she just does her job, does it extremely well. And like, like, cause she's in everything from like the green mile to, um, she's like a very interesting character in the green mile. She's Tammy one on parks and rec, which I remember when that happened, I was like, who's this person? I was like, Oh, she elevates everything she is in. Yes, She's yes. in Easy A with Emma Stone. I don't really care for that movie. She oh, is fantastic in I it, though. I remember liking that movie. She's in Pieces of April, which I think she may have gotten nominated for an Oscar for. I don't remember. Um, and, I, yeah, I, I, like, her IMDb is way too long for us to go through. And right. if someone's like, where would I know Patricia Clarkson from? The first thing I'm probably safe <laughs> from my... pointing I, your eyeballs at a screen. <laughs> well, I, I just... Anything she's in, she's fantastic. I know she was in Sharp Objects on HBO, which I didn't watch. It starred mm. Amy Adams. Um, the book scared me too much, so I couldn't watch the movie. But, is it um, is it scary or is it no, just like intense? It, it's intense. The, the okay. book disturbed me too much. Let me put yeah, it go. that okay, way. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I distinctly remember. Wow, there's a lot to talk about me on trains. I finished it on a train back from New York for work. <laughs> Where and, you planned a murder? Yes. And I was sitting. I was sitting. In, I was on the Acela, which is the fancy train, so it's all like business travelers. And I was sitting mm. next to a, to a very a much older man, like in his 70s and i really wanted to be like could you hold my hand for just a little bit i would be willing to bet he would have said yes <laughs> um so yeah that could have been your husband and you missed him this I is why know. you're still single what you're talking about is like you're, you're single because you don't just strike up conversations with people or you, you know? do but then you don't like follow you know through with next give me your I'm number traveling and i finish a book i'm gonna ask the person next to me to hold my hand um <laughs> I do also want to talk briefly about when Roz asks all of them to share a story that they've ne- never shared yes, with anybody. Yes, that was a good bit. I thought that was really funny. I also thought that was a great bit of acting from John Mahoney when she starts whispering her story into his ear and you see him at first time be like, oh, okay, yeah. And then suddenly the look of like horror comes over his face. <laughs> I'm getting up and leaving and like keep yeah. looking over. And then her like hair flip of like... <laughs> I thought that was oh. so good. Also, it, it reminds me of at one point on New Year's Eve, at which I went to a gathering of a total Oh, 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 that, that, people. well, we need to know. Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> so, Craniac, so if you were on Facebook and you saw that on New Year's Eve, I posted that I was going to a gathering, a very small gathering at a house. But as we all know, when I met a New Year's Eve celebration at a home, I have a track record of falling asleep on the host's bed at some point during the night. Um... Ryan, do you want to make your... I don't know if you guessed. you want to make your guess? Do you have any questions? I know that a few people said we need to know a little bit more. Like, will there be how, music? How, and... Okay, what, what, what time did you leave the party? Well, no, no, you don't get to ask that. Oh, um, what do I get to ask? Well, I mean, do you need to have any questions about what kind of gathering it was? Like, so I will say th- there were children there. Well, there it two... sounds like you want to give me information, okay. so why don't you give me the information? Okay, th- there were children there. There were two children, ages two and five. Okay. Um... And there were a total of five adults there. Okay, so. so here's 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 my thought. Okay, two and five. So when you said there's children there, I went, okay, Laurel doesn't want to be seen sleeping on a bed with these these children to see him. But however, two it, is and, is too young. Well, it, if the five-year-old went to bed at eleven, the two-year-old okay. went to bed at like eight. So. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but see, that's why my question of what time did you leave really matters. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think that what that time did I leave could really, it's it's almost like too much information, okay. you know? Um, uh, what, 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 give me, what, you don't have to tell me how much, 
But what drinks did you have? What was I? What was I drinking? Uh, what were you drinking? We were drinking. There was no liquor. We were drinking wine, okay. and you know, obviously, mm. little, little little bit of bubbles. Wow, wine. Yeah, I, I don't bubbles. think I'm trying to think if even there was like any like Bailey's or something. But no, it was just so. I'll also tell you what the activities were. We played okay. Uh, three games of Yahtzee. You did not sleep on the bed. Wow, I really like that you don't think Yahtzee yields um, revelry. <laughs> you were correct. I did not sleep on the bed. I left at 12.05 a.m. I was, okay. I drove myself there and back. I was stone cold sober. I stopped drinking at 10 p.m. <laughs> I had a what they call the toasty splash of uh, champagne at midnight where there was literally a splash in a goblet. And I drank that and was like, cool. I grabbed Leo. We hit the road. <laughs> I was about to say, we, it sounds like we stayed up later. Than, I also imagine you like getting home and being kind of like, nostalgic and you taking all your coats out of your closet and throwing them <laughs> on the bed like, I, I was in my bed by 12 30 and yeah uh, we were up to like 1 30 or 2 wow what did y'all do for new year's we ended up catching up on all the marvel stuff we haven't oh, seen okay. well yeah so for those of you who said yes laurel did spend the night of sleep on the host bed at some point i'm sorry to disappoint guys i don't know if this is just it's a combination of things it's i'm older i'm wiser i'm also just uh, not staying at parties as late. Also, as I get older, I don't think the hosts are as amenable to me just passing out. Right, on their right. Bed. That's that's why like the 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 construction of how many kids there were and what you were doing mm-hmm. like that's because Yahtzee does not sound like a we were up to like two or three party. No offense. I just I, I and like listen, I love a good Yahtzee. <laughs> I hadn't played Yahtzee in solidly twenty years. I had to be reminded how to play it. Um, what a great time it was, though. And we all mm-hmm. took it very seriously. So, um, guys, bring, bring back the board games of yore. You know, bring back. We played Uno the next day. It was so much fun. Have you seen there's this Uno where they have uh, the, car, the the stuff printed on both sides of the cards? Yes. We, we just talked about that. One we of my friends that, right? was there works for Mattel. And so she oh. was like, let me tell you about some of the new Unos. And when she found out it did not new have no. a deck, she was like, I will bring you a deck next. Yeah, I feel like if you work at Mattel, they 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 like <laughs> people put their coffees on decks of Uno cards. Like they're just like here. Yes. Although her uh, her holiday present from her office was like a worth four hundred dollars like st- statue of some character from some Mattel line, and she was like, "Why would I want this?" Mm-hmm. And we were like, sell it on eBay. She's like, I, I can't. Like, they will track Mattel looks for th- things that were given to employees on eBay and will track this down to me. So, yeah. If you find out what character it is, I can maybe find someone who will take it off her hands. Anyway, uh, back, back to the most embarrassing I... <laughs> stories, though. Right. Or stories they never told anybody. Martin's that he cries at the sound of music every time. For those of you who don't know, Sound of Music is a top 10 favorite movie of mine. I adore it. And I don't cry every time, but I just, I was so touched by that when he's like, the nuns, those children, the lonely goat herd. <laughs> Leah and I, Leah's appearing a lot in this podcast. Leah and I have just such a soft spot in our hearts for the lonely goat herd. We had a lot of the same classes together at SMU and we would, if we'd stay up late working on stuff, the lonely goat herd was like our amp up song. The Yodelay, Yodelay, yes. that one, yeah. Yes. Um, I, you know, I think we've talked on this podcast about sometimes I have a hard time crying. Oh, I, actually, I wasn't like stuff. Is is there a go to movie that you will cry oh, at every time? Laurel, last night I was crying as I was watching an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know if you know Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I, I believe our we we've never met, but I know of her. Well, okay, yeah, she's not like 
Kyle Chandler, your best friend. Um, We've she, also never met, so. <laughs> uh, there's an episode called The Prom, and it's like, it's it's in the third season, which is their senior year in high school. And it's this whole thing about, like, they're, they're really coming to, the, the whole season is about, like, Buffy, like, I just want to be a normal girl, I just want to have a normal life, blah, 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 and how it's not working for her. And her realizing, like, I can't go to college away, I have to I have to go to college here. Like, I'm never going to have a normal life. Angel is leaving to go be on his own show. Um, like, I don't have a date to prom. But then, like, something's going to happen at prom, and she's like, no, I'm going to make the, I'm going to, I'm going to save the day. So she goes and kills the monsters, and then she has, like, a bag, and she pulls out her dress, and she goes to prom. And she's like, oh, you know, it's nice to see all my friends are having, you know, they all have dates, and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, they're giving out, like, class clown and all that. And then, like, this one character who she saved a few times gets up, and she, he's like, we have one more award. Is Buffy Summers here? And like everyone looks at her and it's like, she's not well known in the school. Cause she's the weird kid who does stuff. And then they read this huge thing where it's like, we know a lot of weird stuff happens at this school. And sometimes you, you don't think we notice, but we notice that you things like happen. And like, it's basically like we're, uh, we're uh, you, you, we have voted you class protector and they give her like a little like bedazzled umbrella and it's this really cute little moment. And Tara looked over at me. And I'm like, <laughs> she just, she thought they didn't notice her. She thought she can't have a normal life. But just for one sweet moment at prom, they gave this to her and they recognized her. And I'm like, tears, tears to tears, tears, tears. And she's like, I'm, and like Tara cries at like everything at TV shows. And she's like, I'm not crying at this. She's like, I understand this is very touching. But she's and I don't cry at anything. And I'm getting just a little bit worked up talking about it. Right I was gonna now. say, I feel like you're you could use a <laughs> tissue right now, just a little light dabbing. Just a light dabbing. I yeah. I love it. It's it's I, I it, call it's, those tearlets when they build but they don't like fall. I call those tearlets. Like um, there's a moment afterwards where Angel so Angel has told her, like, I'm leaving, wait, we should break up, blah, blah, blah. And he shows up afterwards to dance with her at prom. And that part I think is supposed to be like the cry moment. And like this to me, I was like, Yeah, whatever, Angel, blah, blah, blah. And then this one I'm like, <laughs> like just like losing my you shit. Know, I'm so glad that it was you were able to really get in touch with some some inner feelings <laughs> through Buffy. No, I'm I'm being serious. Like I, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's a movie that I cry at. I mean, Steel Magnolias, pretty much. I will cry at the like funeral graveyard scene almost mm-hmm. every time. Homeward um, Bound was the first one I remember as a kid really crying I, at when Shadow. You think Shadow's dead, but then he comes back. I can't watch Homeward Bound anymore. Now as a pet owner, I watched it on a business trip. <laughs> or it was on a business trip when I was on. It was on while I was on a business trip, and I like had it on in my hotel room, and I was like. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> also, I've rewatched Inside Out since I saw it in the theater where I bawled. Yeah. Not, all of us did. But, like, bawled as though, like, I don't know, a family member had just died. Well, that's the one I talked about where we were in a theater and I was tr- actively trying not to cry. Mm. And, like, had a headache the rest of the day. Oh. <laughs> like, it hurt me not to cry. So now when I see it, I'm like, all right, loosen up. Here we go. Like, here, like, like let him flow. Let yeah, him flow. I've, I've watched Inside Out since then, and I, I don't cry at it anymore. But I, st- I mean, I still absolutely adore it. Um, but, yeah, I'd say that and Walk the Line. I cry at the very end of Walk the Line. Like, the end when they are putting up lines about, like, what happened after the movie. Like, how they – when Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash passed away and everything. That's when I start crying. Mm. I was he died, he died four months after her because he couldn't live without her. That's the yeah. Um, yeah the tearlets are starting. Um, I, let's I know, we'll, we'll, we'll edit this out. Do we need to only do one episode for this episode because we're already over an hour? I know. Let's go ahead and do that.
Absolutely. Okay. So, gang, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this one up. Um, I think there's some important things we have to do going to the last one. But as, considering this has been over an hour, we're gonna call it at this one episode. That sound good? That sounds great to me. Um, the one thing I want to point out is so Fraser tries to date or tries to you know get get a date with Claire. Um, she goes home with another guy, which again I think is really weird. That she was like so like getting Fraser to the party and then was just like, oh, you're here. Great. Da, da, da. Like, well, I, I feel like what happened was she was interested in like talking to Fraser and then maybe went to go talk to this other guy to be polite because Lana was like, you have to come meet Neil, who I was telling you about. And then she ended up and Fraser then didn't go back to her for a while. So then she was talking with Neil. And so I also didn't get the sense that he went home with her. I really did get the sense that he took her home, like just dropped her off. Maybe, but I also think it was weird. She, to me, she seemed very like, oh, Neil's here. Like, it's like, all right, like, you just kind of invited this guy who wasn't going to, like, it's not like Neil was going to come to the party anyway. You know, like, Neil was already coming to the party, and you, like, invited Frazier. Like, you were like, oh, hey, let's add another person to this party. Let's also ask him to do this very weird task. Like, oh, see, I, I saw it almost as like, oh, here's somebody we have invited to the party. We don't have a way to get Lana there. They at least know each other. I saw him as like, I, I still think it's a weird task. Um, I, uh, what was I going to say? Her acting, though, and great. drinking the two glasses of wine, though, when she was like, mmm. Yeah, it's very, drink mine again. Um, also, I loved that she is a Kierkegaard reading. Oh, wait, I wrote it down. Kierkegaard reading, souffle making, haiku reciting cellist. Yes, um, but as a family therapist, I feel like they didn't talk a whole lot about the fact that they have almost kind of the same job. Although I bet Frazier does not at all see a family therapist as having the same job as him. I, I feel like they could write that either way. Like, you know, like that, that they like it, it, the character could go either way where he's like, oh, she's a therapist or like family therapy. You know? Yeah, I bet she lets her patients call her by her first name. Yeah, things like that. Um, also, question. Have you ever I mean, I've had a few different therapists. I've always called them by their first name. Do you call yours by their first name? Yes. What's well, interesting because I interact with her like scheduler and I refer to her by as Dr. So-and-so, but like mm. when we're having like one-on-ones, it's just her name. Yeah. Um, the, the, the next big part we need to do before we can like, you know, we can talk further, I think is, is say that then Frazier goes to Lana and is like, she's like, I'll help you, but you have to help my son tutor my son in American history. Which I, I wrote this down as a note for the next episode, but it's relevant here. Why, why are you asking somebody who was last in high school? I mean, yes, Frazier is erudite and probably mm-hmm. still remembers everything. But, like, what makes you think Frazier would be a good person to, to There's There's a part in the next episode, and we'll get to this next time, um, where she literally is like, why don't you stay for dinner? And I'm like, oh, I thought the twist was going to be she's trying to get Frazier back. Hmm. And I thought that was it for, like, this was a weird way. Like, she, you were going to find out she wasn't really being helpful with Claire. She was just, like, getting him in the house to, you know. Like, I thought that was going to be the twist. Because the way she said it was, like, stay for dinner? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, and then he, then the kid leaves the room. And I was like, oh, okay, this is where we find out. Because in, in this first episode, there's a lot of, like, don't think you're going to get any Frasier unless I get a little drunk. Like, there's a lot of those jokes. And I'm like, yeah. oh, she's going to be, like directly in the way of claire where she's mm-hmm. gonna be like hanging all over she's him i thought that's where helping, it was gonna go but not really 
Yeah, I also yeah yeah I thought that's what like the 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 game of the episode was gonna be. Um, Do you want to rate this episode? I you know yes I had a some some good laughs like legitimately had a very large laugh at the like DVD scene, like in all the jokes in it. Like you said, the like just the idea of let's all sit around and figure out like I have brought this movie like that felt like something I. I felt like something I did. You know, at around that time. Um, I distinctly remember in 2003 or 2002, maybe for a friend's birthday, we all were encouraged to bring a DVD or a VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I brought Bring It On, and that is what we watched. Nice. That's a good one. It is. Um, I, that one I remember very specifically watching The Frat House and people walking by and be like, what is this stupid movie you're watching? And then, oh. like, they would then sit and then like start watching it. And then by the end we had, it was like me and Phil at first. And by the end, the movie end, there was like 13, like people sitting on the, uh, like, like the armrest of sofas. Like there weren't seats yeah. left and people were sitting I, around watching I really the movie. enjoy that that movie has kind of risen in estimation a little bit. There's mm-hmm. some problematic parts of it. There's some like homophobia in it. There's some like very light assault that they just kind of brush off as like boys being It's been a boys. while since I've seen it. But yeah, like late 90s, just assume there's gay panic in a comedy. <laughs> yes. and But, but I don't know. It, it's it's one of these things where people are like, this movie though, it's actually pretty clever at times. So um, yeah, I just... We'll get yeah. into some more gay panic and homophobia when we finally do the next episode. <laughs> next thing, Because there are some lines where I was like, ooh, this did not age well. But uh, yes. um, I think I'm going to give this seven. Was it a Bordelais? Is that the wine he gave her? Is, is oh, that could what it could be. Gosh, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't write it down. I feel I like that's sticking it. in my head. But I, that's what I'm going to okay. give it seven. I, I, I had some good laughs. It's nice to see Gene Smart back. Um, yeah. I, I too am going to give it seven CD organizers, which is what he um, goes to look at, uh, and Claire joins him, and that's when Claire asks him to bring. Oh, that's right. I, I I don't much like faux walnuts. Faux walnut grain. I really I really enjoyed that. Um, I yeah, I, I think this is a solid episode. I think it's funny at times. I really I think Patricia Clarkson and Gene Smart elevate this episode a lot. But I also found so much of the like old tech in it so charming. So um, real, real, two real quick things that I forgot to write here. One, uh, this is a Ryan LOL, but the. He had rickets in a smart mouth was the one I thought really made me laugh. Um, I just love Martin being like, wasn't that the kid with rickets? Yeah, so good. <laughs> um, and then one thing I did want to talk about when, when they say Fraser used his CD-ROM as a drink holder. As a cup holder, yes. Do you have any computers which still have CD-ROM drives? Oh, no. I wrote down, like, CD-ROM. Yeah, like, they're LOL. Gone. No. Like, I, no. I, I all the time will be like... Nor you know, does I'll... anything come on CD-ROMs, like, come on CDs anymore for computers. Well, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is I feel like I... So, the d- development was you got CD-ROMs, and eventually you could get DVD players. You played DVDs. Mm-hmm. And then I think my a computer I had had Blu-ray on, on its... <laughs> well. I know. And, like, I think I got it way too early and then didn't have hardly any Blu-rays. And then now, like, my work computer that's here, like, I'll put on, like, something while I'm working, uh, you know, streaming or whatever. But every once in a while, I go, oh, I want to watch one of my Blu-rays. And I go and I get it, and I swear to God, I come back and I go, oh, right, there's no disk drive. There's nothing on this computer. And I just always kind of, like, get, oh, like, annoyed that there's no, no way to play anything. Well, do you have a, do you still have, like, a Blu-ray player connected to a TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Okay. But, like, when I'm working, like, when I want to throw on something specifically. I see. Okay. Um. I think my dad, and he, whenever they get to this episode, he can confirm it. I think he has a um, 
USB CD-ROM drive that oh, that's a he good does thought. still have like like we have like photo CDs and stuff, and I think he does have that. Right. Um, I, I know that in college, I had a um, auxiliary floppy disk drive oh that plugged God. into my USB. I don't think I feel like in college I didn't have USBs. Like it was like you had like this it, it computer plugged, comes with one USB. It, it plugged port. into something. Let me put yeah. it back. It plugged into something, and it was a it was a memory card reader and a floppy disk drive. I know. Take a moment to right. just marvel at the tech <laughs> I was using in college. I also had a printer, scanner, copier. I was very popular in the Gamma Phi house. <laughs> um, if you want to get a hold of us and remark on that last statement, you can call us. Seattle area code 206-657-6986. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at craniacs on Twitter. Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook. Uh, you know, you know where to find us. We're on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Stitcher. Podcast, Stitcher, Overcast, Over- Overcast, probably on Podchaser. You can find us directly at Podbean at craniacs.podbean.com. Mm-hmm. All sorts of places, wherever you find us. If there's a way for you to rank to to review us, please give us a written review. It's fun. You know, we'd like to read one of those on air, maybe a little bit. Um, yeah. if you want to give us a rating please give us the highest rating possible a five-star rating uh if you're thinking about giving us a four-star rating or lower laurel may have something for you to do instead well we touched on this a little bit already but i started watching right before christmas and just finished yesterday only murders in the building on hulu 30 minute um, mystery comedy kind of starring martin short and steve martin and you're like yeah and selena gomez and you're probably like what um, they play three residents of one of those stately apartment buildings in New York and a fellow resident winds up dead and they decide that they want to figure out this really, well, it was a suicide or if it was a murder. And it, it as we said earlier, a little bit of a slow burn, a little bit slow getting started, lots of world building that some of it, I don't know that was entirely necessary, but really gets going for the last i'd say handful of episodes and it's thoroughly enjoyable also it's so nice to see steve martin and martin short in a tv show that is worthy of them i suppose i thought you might have something to say there sorry i i was looking at something popped up on my phone i was needing to take a look at i apologize put our phones away i said it's so nice to see steve martin and martin short in something that is worthy of them in a TV show that's worthy of them. That I mean, they were involved in the creation of it and everything, but you're still looking at me very blankly. Do you not well, I'm that? trying to think of something. Well, uh, That seems to, to, to indicate that they've been into something. I mean, the last thing I remember Martin Short being in that bombed was Mulaney. Um, uh, okay, uh, let me put it this way. I feel like they don't do a lot of TV, and it's right. good to see them if they're on something that it's not just like that it's something that's really good that's like worthy of their talent and i know steve martin at least was involved in the creation of it yes well i also have like i i have weird feelings about martin weird feelings means like i feel like i'm discovering something deep inside me about martin short but what i mean is like i grew up and my mom was like "Ugh, martin short so he's like had this kind of like oh martin short Mm. is bad like growing up and then and i i think he's very weirdly like when they started making him like the star of his own movies like i don't think he's a starring comedian but Mm -hmm. in this when you give him like he's a character and he's you know he's got depth in this show and he's got an interesting Mm -hmm. arc um and he works well with these other actors um i think he's really good i think he's a very funny comedian and i think he works well like this but he's not like a 
you know, like he's not like a Jim Carrey. I can, I, I don't think he's nearly as good as his on his own. And I think yeah, he does really I, good here. I also think you're right. Selena Gomez. I remember when I saw this, I was like, well, that's a weird third. And she's really good. And she's a, a, like, they're all producers on this. So it's not even like, which is a big deal. Like on a show like this, like she means she's getting paid a lot and she's, mm-hmm. you know, over her acting fee. And that's really cool that like, I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I could see a situation where it was like, the two guys were producing and she wasn't. And it was like, she's on equal footing across the board. Now, now whether or not she's having the same impact in writing and, and, and producing and this, that, and the other, I don't know. Cause I haven't done that much study, but I think just even putting her as a producer on the opening credits is a big deal. Yeah. I would agree with that. I also think that there's something to be said for the younger audience. She pulls in um, people who are her age and younger. She's 29 right. people who are in their twenties maybe don't really know who Steve Martin and Martin Short are. Like Father of the Bride was kind of the tent pole for my generation mm-hmm. of, you know, what Steve Martin was like beloved for. And these people were not alive when Father of the Bride came out. So um, I, I also... think that it has the same feeling for them. So I think she does pull in a younger audience into a very smart and well done show. I also think Martin Short and Steve Martin are very good friends and you get that across in here. Yes. And they don't, they surprisingly, in in my opinion, haven't had a lot of time to do that. Like, Three Amigos, and then they're both in Father of the Bride, but, like, mm-hmm. Martin Short is definitely a sub, you know, he's not a main character. He oh, comes in, supporting they character, have good yeah. scenes, and then they break up. But, like, they've done that uh, live tour together. Like, they do mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that really shows their friendship. They get to, and, and it's here. Let's not, I, now I want to point this out. There are Jane Lynch. Mm-hmm. Is the supporting character Amy Ryan's great in it? A- yeah, Amy Ryan shows up halfway through and is fantastic. Nathan Lane is oh my gosh. great in this, and it's not so a very good. Nathan Lane character in my no. opinion. No, no, Nathan Lane is. You're you're right. Thank you for pointing that out. He's he's very good. There's um, also an episode that is done from the pers- from the perspective of the deaf person. Yes. Which is fascinating and very cool TV and very good. And it's like there's risky and risky risky for them to do. Like I actually had to stop watching that episode when I realized I had to stare at the screen the entire time because I was like cooking or something. And I was like, oh, no, I can't watch this while I'm doing anything but watching this episode. This is going to be one of those things where you stare off in the distance. But there was a I remember very specifically growing up, there was like a month where Marvel Comics, all of their comics, they said, were going to release them with no word bubbles oh and it was can we tell a story visually with this that and the other you know like and you get you you get like some stuff you know people it it worked to varying effects it was interesting to see how like storylines were made to do that and that's the first thing this made me think of was wow this is really interesting to see this from this perspective and it's 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 it gets the plot line across. It doesn't feel like a... It, I mean, it's definitely a gimmicky episode, but it gets the plot line across. It's interesting. It's it's It lets you know about a character, and it kind of brings you into a perspective that maybe you're not thinking of. It was very good. It was one of my favorite episodes of TV in a while. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It was very, it was very cool. It's yeah. a, it's a great, it's a great um, show. I, I, I suggest everyone, especially if you're a podcast junkie, it's just fun. Like I love that oh, they have Tina Fey. We didn't even know oh, Tina Fey. Yes. Yeah, she's like a producer on it or something too, which yeah, is crazy. She's heavily involved in it. Um, yeah. So anyway, if, I, if us both blathering about this for the last five minutes hasn't encouraged you to watch it, I would say, like I said, 30 minute episodes, maybe the first episode's like 45 minutes. Right. But, 
let me let me just bring up one more thing about it, and then and then we'll move on. And that's the fact that there's a point where they go, um, they release their first episode, and they talk about how few viewers they listeners they have. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, more than uh, you know. Sometimes Craniac or Princess Diaries gets in there. They're like, oh, what a dismal number. I'm like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I also makes just me very love- sad. I have, it's not an intense fascination, but I do have a fascination with those old stately apartment buildings in New York where people have lived there for 30 years and they're run by like a condo board and all of those things. Right. So I do love peeling back the curtain a little bit on some of the intricacies of those. Um, so I, I enjoy, I enjoy that a little bit too. And like all these different people who live there and sometimes you're like, how do they live here? So yeah, yeah exactly. Back when it was probably very cheap and they're, yeah, they're just there and they don't want to move yeah bought it for a song in the 50s or something exactly but as we learn those maintenance fees those don't go away well they're also talking yeah well they're all there's also a part in the thing where they literally talk about people giving it to someone Mm -hmm. or something anyway go go check out only murders in the building it's great Check it out. You'll enjoy it. Um, and until next time, we'll be back with more, with with potentially a, a bit of a shorter episode with more Frasier. But we hope you Maybe enjoy we'll do the three episodes in the next one. <laughs> Ooh, we'll just speed round. Yep, um, yep, yep. There's a lot of snapping in this episode. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. But until then, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. To-